Welcome to What Should I Watch, a podcast to learn about interesting and inspiring Korean TV shows, aka Korean dramas. I'm your host, T, and every week I help a guest with what to watch next. If you have any comments or just want to say hi, please feel free to send me an email to whatshouldiwatchT at gmail.com. Hello, Grant. Hello, T. You can keep doing what you're doing. It's fine. Okay. What am I doing? You are listening to... You're listening to a woodchuck, Chuck Wood. Actually, no, it's garlic. (laughs) It's the sound of garlic being peeled. Why would anyone be peeling garlic at this time? What are we going to do tomorrow? We are making kimchi tomorrow. Oh my goodness. From scratch. Isn't that how you always make kimchi from scratch? Yes. So it's, yeah, I wouldn't say like kimchi making from scratch, but I said this to a friend of mine. Yeah. And that was her expression. From, was like, from scratch? She was like, from scratch? <laughs> <laughs> yes, from scratch. And then it kind of hit me like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yes, from scratch. Always. For Koreans, there's no other way. Always from scratch. This garlic smells really garlicky. Because it's organic. Organic garlic. And we're using organic ginger, organic onion. Oh, there's some good ASMR. (laughs) So we're making kimchi tomorrow for a special guest. Special guest who will feature in our show in two weeks. Wow, I'm excited. Yeah. And the thing is, I've only made kimchi maybe twice in my life. (laughs) So I can't guarantee how it's gonna turn out, but. Right. It's not easy. It takes a long time. Then there's a lot of steps. I literally have no plans for tomorrow. (laughs) My whole day will be dedicated to kimchi making. Kimchi. Besides maybe an hour of uh, playing game on the computer. <laughs> Are you going to edit this podcast tomorrow? Oh, yes. I have to edit. All right. So I was going to say no you game. can save it till Monday, but yeah. Maybe no game for me. No games tomorrow. Oh, well. I have to complete my daily mission. So what are we doing today? We are going to talk about mine, episode three and four. That's right. Mine. Man. So, <laughs> I'm excited. You got to watch your third and fourth episode. Yes. Finally. And I wanted to watch the fifth episode, but I held back. I am so proud of you for controlling your urge. It was not easy because all you have to do is press play and it's it's there. Yeah. All right, that's three bulbs down. Good job. Three more to go. Good job. Well, why don't you peel those little ones now instead of attacking the big ones? Yeah. They're quieter. Yes. So, should I do the summary first? Yeah, because uh, it was a few days ago, and I need to refresh my memory. Yeah. So. Well, let's just uh, begin with a short introduction of what we're doing. So, I, in the past, I've always recommended a show for Grant and Mary to watch. Um, we're changing the format for maybe the next eight weeks. And instead of me recommending a show, I'm doing recaps of one Korean show called Mine. And while I'm doing the recaps, Mary won't join us, maybe, um, maybe for a couple of episodes, but this will be with Grant, and Grant is watching this drama, Mine, on Netflix, two episodes each week. Two. That's it. No more. You cannot press 
next episode. Only two episodes a week. Because Very frustrating. That's how shows are usually aired in Korea. <laughs> that's right. <clears throat> You're watching it like Koreans watch. The full Korean experience. Exactly. Garlic peeling kimchi and all. <laughs> so, on our 19th episode, we did the first and second episode of mine recap. And this week, on 21st episode of What Should I Watch, we are doing mine third and fourth episode recap. So let me just go over what happened in the third and fourth episode while Grant is peeling more garlics. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and we'll come back to talk about it. Sounds good? Sounds good. I'll be here. <laughs> okay. So just make sure you don't make too much noise with garlics. In the third and fourth episode of mine, this is what happened. Since the chairman is in a coma, the first son, Han Jin-ho, becomes the interim CEO of the company by the board's decision. However, even his wife is suspicious of the decision, so she gives a bundle of cash to the new maid, Yu Yun, and tells her to find any dirt on her husband. For Hee-soo, the wife of the second son, Han Ji-yong, things are sad and frustrating. She has always treated Ha-jun as if he's her own son. But her husband, mother-in-law, and people around her don't understand her unconditional love for the stepson. Then, one day, she witnesses Ha-jun getting bullied by other kids in front of the school. Hee-soo meets the mother of the problem kid and makes her apologize. But one night, Cha Kyung, the tutor, barges into the bully's house and angrily slaps the mom's face. Naturally, Hisu finds out about this and abandons her good intention to be friendly to Cha Kyung. She notifies Cha Kyung that it would be difficult to continue the employment if she continues acting irrationally and crossing the line. And almost for the first time, Cha Kyung appears to take a step back. Meanwhile, Seo Hyun, the first daughter-in-law, buys an expensive artwork with the name of her secretary. And this new rising artist seems to have a personal connection with Seo Hyun. Her adopted son, Su Hyuk, and a maid, Yoo Yun, continue to sleep in each other's room and form a strange relationship. Sohyun's loyal maid finds out about this nightly arrangement and reports it to Sohyun. When Sohyun calls Yuyun into her room and asks if she has anything to come clean about, Yuyun just returns the money envelope and refuses to be bought into her scheme. Sohyun tells her mother-in-law about the two and Yuyun is kicked out of the house. But when Suhyuk finds out about this, he makes a fuss to bring Yuyun back, which can mean he might have feelings for her. On the other hand, Hisu eventually notifies Cha Kyung that this will be the last month for her. Cha Kyung tells Ji Yong, the second son, about this final notice, and Ji Yong gets overly angry at Hisu. Hajun also opposes his mother's decision, saying that the tutor saved him from a horseback riding injury. Then a light bulb goes off in Hisu's head, and she begins to put the puzzles together. It is about the time when her husband told her about his first love. So, remember? Yeah. Yeah. Is, is it helpful? Yeah, that is helpful. I was thinking about how the... Uh, I didn't really connect the, the parallel stories. Both of the... Basically, the both of our new... So the tutor and the housemaid both get fired, basically. Oh, actually... I didn't think about that until hey, you just said that. Because Even when I said it, I didn't realize <laughs> that, too. Because she's trying to fire the one, and then... The other one, and then neither one of them get fired. <laughs> right. So they're both there. They're both still there. Oh yeah, that's true. And um, 
I think episode four reveals quite a bit. Are you doing spoilers or what? Yeah, I mean, it's fine because we're doing recap. So we assume that, well, spoiler alert, we are going to talk about stuff because, I mean, naturally recap is recap, right? Right. Yeah. Well, so um, the tutor... We had suspicions about her, right, in the first couple episodes. Who is she? Why is she so entitled? Right. Um, she, acts, she acts like she's one of the family members. Right, and yeah. she treats the kid like it's her own son. And we even said, well, maybe it's the mother or maybe it's like the ghost of the mother because we thought the mother <laughs> you was You thought dead, it was right? the ghost. I was like, yeah, is it some kind of she, weird she looks spirit? weird, yeah. Yeah, she's kind of strange. But now we pretty much know that it is the real mother and that the real mother didn't die. Right. So that was revealed. And the second part that was revealed was that, hey, not only is she back, but she's also back to get her husband or her, her I guess, the father of her child. Yeah. Were they married? They were, right? Or were they just together? They don't really say whether they were married. Right. So that's a huge conflict. And we see them making out, which was kind of a lot for like a Korean show. I felt like. Really. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I haven't seen enough shows where they do that, but they were like off in the gallery, and she was still there. Yeah. They were, they just didn't even care. They're just like whatever. We're well, just, they were, were kind of like this. in the corner. Yeah, they were kind of hiding, and they were in the behind closed doors and stuff. But so that was revealed, and then yeah, what's going on with this girl? Who switched beds with the prince. I'm just calling him the prince. <laughs> yeah. Which is true, basically. The young master. Yeah, the young master. Um, I mean, does he like her? Well, that's... What do you think? I think, to me, that's interesting because, you know, in the first and second episode, he kind of has... He shows, like, his personality as the prince. You right. Know? Like... I think there was a moment in the second episode, maybe, he says something to her, like, don't think of this as your we're comfort not, zone. We're not friends. We're or, not friends or anything. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, right. he kind of, he draws a line. Yeah. And he's comfortable telling people how he feels. Don't touch my stuff. That's right. She touched the picture, remember? Yeah. And then he's like, so as a viewer, you're like, oh, he's still douche, prince, whatever. Right. You know? So... To me, it was almost like, okay, he can't sleep, but for some reason he, you know, the switching room, sleeping in a maid's room helps him to sleep. So he's just taking advantage of it because he can boss around people, right? Right. He probably grew up being used to that. Well, he has the same kind of reaction that the rest of his crazy family has. Right, right. It's like an overdramatic... And also, I mean, it's also like... Entitled. Yeah, entitled. Like, you know, he doesn't have any... He doesn't hesitate to say whatever he yeah. feels and like whatever. So you don't think of that 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 arrangement, that sleeping arrangement, as you know something like other than you know okay, they're just maybe yeah. having fun or you know. Right. But he gets really upset when she gets kicked out. Yeah. But even until that point, like maybe he just needs her yeah. by necessity. But like he literally goes to her. Yeah. She gets this like a new part time job at like fast food, whatever right. you know. He finds her. He tracks her down. Yeah. And then, like, he literally, like, brings her back. So, and, oh, you know what? And then he threatened the grandma. Yeah. Like, if you kick her out again, I'm I'm not going to get married to this, That's right. you know, another arranged, arranged marriage thing. You know, he has fiance. Between the families, yeah. So he's like, I'm not going to get married if you ever kick her out again. So the one thing that he did say was also, he was like, it's all my fault. Right. Which, that was, you know, he was being human. He wasn't being a prince anymore. Right, right. It was like, it was my fault that she got fired. It right. was my idea to switch the rooms. Like, a, a prince would never do that, right? right? And that's why, like, I was it. like, okay, so maybe he does actually like her. It's not just for his convenience or his advantage of, you know, try to sleep or something. So, that's the two new hires. Now, this other move that happened was that we all thought it was going to be the smart kind of put-together son, right, that was going to mm-hmm. get the business because that's kind of the way they foreshadowed it. Mm-hmm. 
but the but the daughter and the oldest son were just kind of like, you know, he's probably going to get it. He deserves it, whatever. So, you know, we don't have a chance. Right. But then it ended up going to the older son after all. Right. So that was a strategic move, obviously. And we kind of got, well, we're kind of like, okay, what's going on here? Like, how did this happen or why did this Mm -hmm. happen? And so we're starting to see some of the back channels of who's really in control. Right. Which I think is really cool because it's it's like we're, you know, to use a metaphor, it's like we're peeling garlic layers. (laughs) You know, Koreans say onion layers. Yeah. I was going to say onion, but I figured since we're doing garlic... (laughs) Which, by the way, it smells really good. It smells organic. So the movie, remember the movie Shrek? I Did never watch watched Shrek? it. So Shrek. Did you watch Shrek? Oh yeah, of course. Really? Yeah, Mike Myers, Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Oh. That's my generation, man. So Shrek, that's what he talks about when he's explaining to the donkey, which is Eddie Murphy. Like onion. He's like layers. Oh. It's about layers, and uh, he's like like an onion, and the do- the donkey's like onion. He's like, cake's got layers. <laughs> He's like, no, it's not a cake. It's an onion. <laughs> wow, that's a great line. So, it's funny that you say onion. <laughs> that's really what they say in Korea? Layers yeah. like onions? Yeah. Wow. It's like a, it's almost like a saying. Like, yeah. Especially when, um, you know, somebody, you know, somebody had like false kind of identity and, or somebody keeps lying, something right. like that. They just say, like, oh, it's just like an onion. Oh, okay. So I'm curious to see who all's really in control and all that. There's a, well, remember there's a couple scene? relationships that are in, in question right now. Right. Well, I think that's, that's why, like, you said it really well. There's a reason you want to keep watching. Yeah. You want to just press next episode because... Yeah. It's not just about one character, yeah. or like it's not just about one incident. Everything is connected. Yep. And then we're kind of, we kind of saw, like the the end of the story, end of the, which is like somebody's dead. Yeah. Somebody's and then dead. we're backstepping, like right. backtracking what happened. Right. And then we're while we're figuring backwards. out, like everyone is, it's like a spider web, right? Yeah, that's very true. Very smart, like the way the stories you know, told and the way it's written. Um, the the female art gallery owner. Mm-hmm. So she's the wife of the first son. Right. And we find out more about the fact that she has or uh, had some woman that she was in love with, I guess. Mm-hmm. And decided to give it up probably because of her own ambitions, right? Something right. else she wanted to do. We learn a little bit we learn a little bit more about her power in the house. Right. And how really she's like very instrumental. Right. Maybe she's the most powerful person in the house. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But she's paying the maids off to get information. And um, as soon as she offers that money to the new maid and the maid doesn't accept it, that's when she's like, okay, you're done. Right. So she's not going to hesitate to make sure that whoever's in there is going to help be helping and on her side. Mm-hmm. Well, I think for me, what's interesting is that in the beginning, the first daughter-in-law, the gallery owner, she's kind of like, she doesn't hate her sister-in-law. Right. But she's like, she's not sure. She's like, okay, whatever. It's true. An actress. Uh But she's the one that saw her brother-in-law, the second son, and this tutor woman kind of in the corner together. And she didn't do anything. And... I don't think she saw them kissing, but right. she, I mean, she could, she, she could she's tell, quick. Yeah, she could tell something was going she's on. She's quick, so she can probably tell what was going on or maybe something started building or something, right? Right. So I think it's interesting that she might have a different perspective on her sister-in-law. Yeah. Different feelings to her. Well, it's like, it's kind of like the, uh, you know, somebody that's kind of in power or in control or kind of running things. You know, when they get information, they don't Waste spell it. it right away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So well, she has that, that information yeah. and she's like, okay, I know this is going on. I'm going to store that and I'm not going to do anything exactly. with it yet. Because yeah. you know? I guess the opportunity, we don't know what the opportunity will be. Right. But um, at the very end of the episode, 
what was cool it was kind of the cliffhanger was you know the um she finds out that the the tutor is having an affair or not she finds out the tutor is the real mother of her son mm-hmm. she doesn't yet know about the affair not not really and it's kind of hard to tell um how she'll feel about that but as soon as she says you're fired you got to get out you can't work here mm-hmm. Then she puts it all together and says, wait, this is actually the mother of the child that I've been raising. So she runs back before the tutor can leave. And right. she's like, you're not going anywhere. Right. And so we don't know if she's going to be mad, if she's going to have questions or how she's going to accept or how it's going to move forward. So that's really interesting. Why do you think she stopped her when she found out that like, oh, this got to be like somebody from my husband's past? Well, she could have just kicked her out. She's like, like she could have, but she's the. I one mean, more the reason if she was the, you know, she would have everything to lose if she did that. Because if it's if it's her son who she's been calling her son's real mother, and they now have a relationship, and she still wants to be a part of that child's life, she can't just get rid of the mother because then the child's not gonna. You know, respect her. Mm. So if she wants to be a part of this family now, she's got to kind of roll with the punches a little bit. You know, mm. she can't make a drastic move like, you know, you got to get out because that won't shut the door. You know, mm. and plus, I think she just really wants to find out, you know, why she left or why she's here. I mean, right? Why did you fake your death? What do you want? What do you want? You know. Mm-hmm. So she's gonna have to find some middle ground with with that moving forward. So I'm assuming that's what the next episode is going to be about is how they coexist now and settle, you know? Yeah. Well, interesting that you just literally said the word shut the door. Won't shut the door. Shut the door. Because the title of the fourth episode is Straight is the Gate. Straight is the Gate? That's the title of the fourth episode. Have you been paying attention to the episode titles? (laughs) Yeah, because the um, the elephant picture. Yeah, remember? He's like yeah. stuck in the gate. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was straight as the gate. I thought it was... Straight. Do you know what that means? Straight as the gate? No. Have you read the book? No. Really? No, I'm naive. I'm American. Yeah, but I thought you read a lot. Or you read a lot. Used to read. Okay. Not so much anymore. It's a, it's a famous novel by Andre Gide. Oh... I feel like it was stuck in the gate or something like that. Was the translation? <laughs> oh my god! Because <laughs> the elephant's like stuck, trying to get through, and it's crying. No. It's in pain. Wait, no, we're talking about two different things. All, it's not stuck in the gate. Stuck in the gate. <laughs> An elephant. Just like some SNL kind of stuff. No, I'm talking about straight is the gate. Straight is the gate. That's a book by Andre Gide. Okay, gotcha. Straight is the But gate. yes, there was a picture That's hung in their house. About. Yeah. Well, I thought that was the title of the episode. It had to do with that. Well, it does, but Stuck because... In the gate. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a seriously, literally SNL. Stuck in the Gate might have been the title of the art piece, the right. elephant one. Right. Which is still relevant to the episode title, Straight yeah. is the Gate. Yeah. I got the metaphor there. Okay. I definitely got that. I just okay. didn't realize there was a book. It's not... No, and the book is straight is the gate, which means it's like, it's sort of like, I feel like it's a metaphor to what happened to the men of Hyoan family. Basically, mm-hmm. it literally starts from the, the CEO, the old man who's in coma, because he liked somebody else and gave birth to this child who's a second son, and it happened to the first son, and happens to the second son right right? and now their grandchild right is also in love with the maid right and this book the straightest gate is about two like teenagers i think they were teenagers um they were like young they grew up together and then they're like maternal cousins Mm. so they're related and then they fall in love with each other and their two families were at war with each other what and 
and they and were they forbidden die? to see each other, and so they committed suicide jointly. And then they're no, that's not that, that's Romeo and Juliet. Sorry, but teenagers the same. Yeah, so they're it's cousins. This, they grew up together. It's this cycle that you just can't can't break, basically. Well, that too. But in the book, it's about like the fact that they're cousins. They just can't be together, and also they have really they grew up in a strict family and sort of like a Puritan mm. family, and the mom run away with her lover mm. so like she's kind of like a, going through a tough time and then the boy was like I'm gonna protect her I'm gonna you know I'm gonna be her guardian but then the girl she's you know her reaction is to mother's love life and mother running away is it's like she started to reject mm. human love gotcha just reject all love. Well, yeah, like human love, including this guy. His name is Jerome, I think. So that's the basically story of Australia's Gate. I mean, this is an hmm. old book. It's an old French book. So I think this is sort of like... it. It's a metaphor to pretty much all characters in this show mm-hmm. right now. That's really cool. It's really interesting. The... Um, uh, she mentioned another. They mentioned something else. Oh, they mentioned Icarus. That was another episode title. Remember? That was first or second one. Yeah. Yeah. So. There is a lot of reference points. Yeah. Well, Icarus is you know it. It flew too close to the sun. Yep. And burned the wings down. Yep. That's basically Tudor girl. Right. And she says that to the mom, yep. the second um, daughter-in-law of the family. She's like, do you know the story of Icarus? She talks about herself in that way. I was thinking maybe she was thinking, talking about the, the new wife. I was like, you think I'm talking about me, but really I'm talking mm. about you. Your wings are too close to the sun. Oh. You're gonna burn down. Oh my god, that is possible. Cause right? she's pretty. She's pretty like. She's got. She's got to have a plan. Audacious, yeah. I mean, there's got to be a reason. Like, cause why now? Why all of a sudden? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, after the kid's been grown up and has a new wife and is has a settled family, why is she coming back now? Right. And why is the dad interested? And we get little peaks of. Of, something going on with her and the grandma as well. And I almost thought that was like a that wasn't real, you know. Yeah, it kind of seemed like it was a dream or something. Or a fan, or yeah, like kind of, it was kind of surreal, fantasy, fantastical, yeah. and and uh, every time the grandma sees her, she's like, you know, she can't function. She's just like, oh, I can't <laughs> even talk. I can't even look at this woman. Like, and she's known all along that it was the mother, right? right? Yeah. So that's that's what we know, and we know there's some deal there, like. Where she's, they're trying to, I don't know. I guess because maybe the grandmother helped her get back into this family. So she paid her off by saying, I'll let you have the first son. Be be the, um, you know, king of the company. Well, so, yeah, isn't that interesting? Because she, she, that's what she says to the mom, the, yeah. the old woman. Right. Like, well, as I promised, I made you your first son, which is your own son, biological son, not the second son, right. the stepson. I made your son as the head of company after your husband went into coma. So then it's like, okay. So at is, that point, I'm like, whoa, what? Yep. Yeah. Is, is she the one that's in control of all these moves? Read the big picture. Like, yeah. Who is she? And yeah. maybe she's been hiding all along for a reason. And so I think, too, when um, when then her, her ex-husband or the, the second son, the illegitimate son, mm-hmm. when he kind of sidesteps and says, okay, I'm going to let my brother have this for now. He says it's for now. Like, you're the right person for this moment. You right. need to be in this position. Basically undermining, you know, what the first son thought was like, oh, this is it. I finally got what I, you know, deserve. And right. It's not that at all. It's strategic, right? Right. They, yeah, it sounds, yeah. And also he says something like, you know, this is better for Hajun, like for the son. Right. Because he doesn't want the son to get all the spotlight about who's the dad and who's the mom and mom's 
because media is always talking about how this actress married the family and then the son is most likely not her own right, son. Right, because like they're two years apart. Media has always been talking about it anyway. Yeah. And I think that's why she was frustrated. She's like, it's more the reason you should have taken the spot for yeah. Hajun's future. Because right. if your dad is the CEO, more likely the son's going to take over the spot, right? Right. So that's what she was really upset about. But then the guy was like, no, 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 no. just trust me. This is, this is better. You know? Yeah. So really cool show. Really excited. I'm glad that now, after this podcast, I get to go watch it if I want. <laughs> Well, so the speaking of the title, show title, the third episode title is. Do you remember that? No, no, not at all. It's called the gray area. Oh yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> yeah. And you know how like the sh- each episode kind of starts with the nun's narration. Yeah, the voiceover. The yeah. Nun. Is it always the nun? It's not always the nun, is it? So far, I think it has always been the nun. Maybe it has. But I remember the third one, at the end of the third one, she says the people of Hyowon family were slowly turning gray. Oh, nice. Not like hair's turning gray. Right. And she's like, black blends into white, and white is smudged into black while they don't realize it. Yeah, and then they, they had that picture with the white and the black. Yeah. It was in the center. Yeah. So I think this is basically what we talked about in the beginning. Like, oh, we thought the first daughter was in charge. But is it the Tudor girl? Right. And was the first son just really naive, stupid son? Or is he smarter than that? Right. Like, who's influencing him? Who's being influenced? Who's good and bad, you know? i tell you one thing. Okay. <clears throat> and we talked about it on the last episode. It's definitely all women. <laughs> they are in control. Isn't it always women? Women are always in control. And Maybe. it's good. So, you know, all of this sort of plot, and uh, and I, I apologize, I'm, I'm never good with names. So it's always the guy that did this or the girl that's married to this I noticed that sometimes when I'm so editing, sorry. like, I... You're like, what is he talking about? I'm so sorry about that. Yeah. Maybe we should, um, like, have a list of the characters with the names. I have that a diagram way, When here. we do the podcast, I can look and... I, I have talk. a diagram, but okay. I wrote the diagram and I draw the diagram in Korean, so... Maybe I'll print it out and then I'll, I'll do it from okay. there, from now on. So our people that listen can just not be frustrated with that. But despite all of, um, you know, this kind of behind-the-back stuff and all this plotting and um, all of the sort of politics of the family, there's also these just kind of really cool moments where, you know, you do get this these two characters, the, the prince and, and the, the new maid and is it a love story? And, you know, they take the time to develop that relationship really well. And well, I don't know if it's a relationship yet. Right. But, but we see that they're interested. And, and that's where you're watching the character and you're trying to, you know, you're trying to figure out what, what they're thinking and yeah. why they're doing it. And, that's, and I think that's, that's, that's really cool because this, it doesn't show it like typical, you know, romance building kind of thing. Like, yeah. they don't like you know, make jokes or they're like flirting. Right. There's none of that. You know? I mean, they catch a smile every once in a while. They walk together, but the relationship is developing. It's still a mystery though. Right. Which is great. Cause you know, we all know how love stories go. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the same thing with the relationship between all of the sons and their wives, you know, they have yeah. these little moments. And also, you know, we take for granted that the, grandmother or the woman of the house now Mm -hmm. there's every once in a while there's a scene showing her talking to someone that makes me think she's smarter than she appears right you know right so we don't fully know that either yes she has temper tantrums and (laughs) all that and she goes crazy and like oh she's nothing but then the next thing you're like oh wait maybe she is a little smarter than she you know leads on i mean i feel like if if you lived in the world for the entire life. Yeah. 
that world meaning like you know people with money and power and as a socialite some kind of socialite right right you gotta be pretty smart yeah yeah to play that that kind of political game <laughs> you learn the ways of the street <laughs> so you think they're destroying themselves or the opposite you think this show is showing destruction of humans like destruction of the rich or the opposite no I don't I don't necessarily think that I don't think I have an opinion about destruction I feel like it's more a it's like a window open into just a normal like month day year mm. it doesn't feel like it's in any particular high point or low point you mm. know that's an interesting question you know the show Ozark yeah the end of Ozark was uh you know, this family had been through all this stuff with the cartel, and mm-hmm. um, then they start getting into politics and spending money trying to have influence in the country and all of it to, like, whatever, make their own power and what their own wishes are and then get out of the cartel. And But at the end, there's this cop that's been chasing them, and, he, and he's, like, knows they're, they're bad, and he's, he's trying to prove it, and he, like, confronts them, and they're just like, you know... And he just had this spiel, something about how, like, you, you know, rich, whatever, white people, you can't get away, can't get away, get away with this. You can't get away with this. And they're just like, well, yeah, we can. And this is what has been always going on. <laughs> you know, this is how it always is. But you, you're kind of torn because you think something's going to, I guess my whole point is you're kind of torn. You think, hey, these people are finally going to get their due, you know, but really it just flipped it. And it was like, no. This is just going to keep going on and on and on. And all these things that happen that you think at some point they're going to get caught for or punished, they just never do. So it kind of makes me think about that in a way. Like, is this family, it's just going to keep doing, right? They're always going to be this this family that they're always going to have the money. They're always going to have the means. They're always going to have the power and the politics and the people in the right places to just do whatever they want. That's kind of how the fourth episode ended because the nun says, um, that, like, the Hyoan family have lived turning their secrets into other people's secrets. Mm. Remember that? Yeah. And she says, it will never last long. The secret? Or? The act of, you know. The act of, yeah. yeah basically, they're covering their secrets right. with, other, with other people's secrets eventually it will all unravel right that's why we watch we want to see it unravel we want to see how it unravels so if if that's the thought too then who's going to win who would you want to win at this point like who would you want to not get harmed in this situation who do we have empathy for anybody no no Hmm. I wasn't rooting for any of the characters. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know why. I didn't... It's like I didn't like any of the characters, but I kept watching it. And I didn't have my favorite either. Hmm. I mean, the only one that seems to be innocent is who? The kid? (laughs) Just because the kid doesn't know anything? The youngest maid. You think so? I mean, we know that she has a background, like uh, she owes money or her family owes money. But she's the only one that's like just just going in for a job. She actually was out of it. She's already started a new life, you know, and they pulled her back in. And also the um, first, the second wife of the um, illegitimate son, the actress, Mm -hmm. she seems like a good person. Right. You know? She seems like the most normal, and she also brings us that perspective. Mm. So when her character is talking about the family, like, we are like, oh, yeah, like, she's our way into this family because she hasn't been right. in it, you know? Right, yeah. The same way with the, the young maid, because the young maid talks about, like, oh, why did you call her, why do you call him young master? That's that's so weird. Why do <laughs> we do that, you know? Well, maybe that's why I 
didn't really like any of the characters. Yeah. I mean, like, not like, yeah, I like the characters, but not like rooting for anyone. Because right. I think the second wife is kind of like a hard for me to understand because. The actress? Yeah. I mean, she's really nice in a way. How to how she's like genuinely cares about the son, the mm. stepson, right? And everything she does is for the son and the family, and she really wants to be a mom. Like she almost feels like she is her his biological mom. Yeah. And I'm having a hard time <laughs> connecting that emotion. Maybe because I don't have kids, or I don't <laughs> want to have kids. So like, okay, I don't. For me, like, I don't even want to have my own kid. Like, I can never understand somebody who wants to be a mom of someone else, you know? Hmm. Maybe it's easier for her. I don't know. To, lo- it, it to love something that's not around. It was difficult emotion for me to understand. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Well, it makes you question whether or not there's some other motive to... I kept, I kept like, thinking really, that is she really not is yeah nice? I kept thinking that really when that I was good? watching like what is it like as we were watching more like as I'm watching more am I gonna be able to find out her true like, <laughs> her true self yeah, yeah. or like uh, her like what do you call the um, intention her mm-hmm. true intention of yeah. taking care of right. the stepson you know what is the intent yeah I think for me if I have to pick one I'll probably go for the first daughter-in-law mm. the fierce woman just because I want, yeah. I want to see the f- this first daughter-in-law, the woman, win and take it all. Right. Yeah, she's cool. And plus, she's smart. You know, like we see that she's smart and she's got like a something. And and I feel like she, yeah, she's a cold, kind of like a um, very businesswoman. Calculating. But also, I think she knows how to draw the line, and she doesn't do anything shady right. yet. You know, right. she's not, not a corrupt we know person. Yet. Well, yeah, I mean, she has her spies. Yeah, but who doesn't? Right. <laughs> I spy on people. And you pay people also to spy for you, right? <laughs> I wish. Long pause. You don't pay them, but they do spy for you, don't they? <laughs> well... I think the question is, what's going to happen next? Well, remember the scene that the you know the nuns now starting to come to the house, from right? Like you know the meetings and stuff, and the tutor woman Cha Kyung, she sees the nun, and she like acts kind of awkward, and then she kind of runs away. To oh upstairs. yeah, I remember that. She's like, oh, I'm gonna disappear. I'm gonna run upstairs. You know. Right, does she know her? And then Nun kind of starts to look up some stuff on our computer. Right. right. So do they know each other? That's another question. I forgot about that plot point. So she call, She got a call from someone that wanted to donate? So the Nun got a donation, right? So the Nun was checking up on a donation either she recognized the name or she recognized the voice I can't remember now but she, she recognized the voice she recognized the voice because the, she, the tutor kind of turned around she's like it was what she said that's right she said the same thing that she said in a response oh so it was something that she said and the nun recognized the way she said it that saying and then the nun figured out oh this was a call that I got that was a donation so once that happened, she started digging in and realized, oh, this person maybe is that person. And so she started to look up the name. Right. So but it wasn't the same name. It wasn't the same name. But she's trying to figure out, well, how do I know that name? Right. Or and how do I knows. recognize the voice? And right. How do I, yeah. exactly. Why does it sound, sound familiar? So I wonder what that means. So is it the nun just going to find out that it's the real mother? But I feel like that's not like a big enough reveal it has to be something else right why and what's the case like what's the connection between right why is she donating oh, well I was thinking too maybe it has something to do with her death her alleged death 
or maybe um, maybe they're related somehow. I don't know. I feel like the nun's got to be related somehow to all of this as well. Right. And like as a nun, you know, because when you think about especially Catholic priests and nuns, they work with, they tend to work with like the poor and right. the less privileged people. And why is she always um, orbiting around the rich people? And these, this family, this rich family, yeah. Especially this family, and like you know, her one of the meetings, like she sits down with the you know rich woman, rich ladies. Right. Um, That's right. Yeah. And the, the you know, because she has that Bible study meeting right. with the rich, the rich woman. lady group. Yeah. So why is she doing? Maybe that? she's not a real nun. That's a possibility because the bag that the purse that she carries around, yeah. like you know, in the first episode, it kind of zooms on. Right, her they purse. show her taking the, the cakes and stuff. Well, and that too, the but too. the purse that she puts in, it's Birkin. Yeah. Have you heard of, do you know what Birkin is? I know what a Birkin bag is. You know? Okay. Yeah, you know why? Why? Sex in the city. Oh my god, yes, I forgot about that. You Birkin like that bag. <laughs> well, I watched that show, so I know about the Birkin bag. So, Samantha, she had the, never mind, go ahead. For the listeners, Grant loves romantic comedy. He also really enjoyed watching Sex and the City. Yeah, that was more of like that came out at the right time. I think because uh, we had HBO. Oh. <laughs> and it was, a, it was a, a show you could watch every week that wasn't regular television. So yeah. But yeah, I liked it. It was fun. Good. So you know Birkin. So the Birkin. nun has a Birkin. They're the big ones. The so really how does ones. a nun even come across them like that? Right. Is it a fake? But yeah. even then, why was she... A nun. I was thinking somebody donated it to her. So why would somebody donate a Birkin? Maybe she's the killer. Maybe she stole it. And if the nun knows how much that costs, wouldn't she donate that? Right. And use that money to help the poor. Well, it is a bag that will last forever. <laughs> so you got, you know, <laughs> it's well made. And it probably has a guarantee too. So, you know, if you're going to spend money on a bag, why not get a bag that you're going to have forever? But yeah, I wonder about those things too. It's unusual. Nuns aren't supposed to have that, especially Catholics, right? Yeah. I mean, they, I don't know. I don't know the cardinal law and all that, but I'm sure it's not always about the law. It's about the, you know, your own conscience. Right. And especially if you are, if you're not a, you know, there are nuns that who are just in the, their sister what do you call like sisterhood? Yeah, but like not like in the with the commoners, like they're just doing their own prayers and solitude training, kind of monastery oh, type of. Yeah, it's not called call? nun. It's called something else. Lady, yeah. lady, something. Something. So unless you're that person, if you're like out in the public, right. I would think you care about what people think about you and how people look at you. So. You know, as a nun, if you carry Birkin around, people are going to look at you a certain way. But either she doesn't care, or she knows it, or she wants people to look at her a certain way. Right. Maybe she's waiting for someone to ask about it. <laughs> so she can tell her tell like, story. Like, oh my god, where did you get it? <laughs> how much did you pay? <clears throat> I'm on the waiting list. I, but I wonder what, you know, she's always kind of got a response for stuff. I mean. Yeah. So I feel like she's just ready with a response for that question. So, you know, speaking of the the episode title, the fourth episode title, Straight is the Gate. Um, so there's a um, phrase in the Bible. It's uh, Matthew 7.13 to 20. It, it says, the narrow and wide gate. You ever heard about it? No. No. So Matthew... 7.13 is like this. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. So the elephant going through the narrow part of the gate. Mm-hmm. He's trying to find life, right? Right. And he's crying because he couldn't make it through. Mm-hmm. Or remember the, what the second daughter Oh, there was said? a voiceover there. I don't remember the... It says, 
sometimes elephant just has to stay where he is. That's right. So next episode might be about whether the elephant will stay or try to go through the narrow gate or the wide gate. That's easy, <laughs> but lead to destruction. Anything else you want to add? Mm. Well, I'm curious now about the wider gate and the path that leads to destruction. And how everybody's blended into gray. Yeah. I really like the episode titles in this show. Yeah, I do too. They're really smart. Yeah. I love metaphors, so. So you can go and watch the next episode. You're free now. Well, thank you. The garlic's done as well. (laughs) So our double purpose is complete. No, but thank you for having me, T. Appreciate it. I'm going to go watch episode five. Yeah, And I'm going to go make kimchi. Tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Bye. That's the sound of garlic. ASMR. Do they say ASMR or they say ASMR? I don't think it's ever ASMR. It's always ASMR. Oh, really? I don't know. Maybe I'm right kind of say ASMR. <laughs> Probably.